everybody. Happy Wednesday. Chris Meany here with you on the Mayo Media Network. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. This is the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bet Show presented by Prize Picks. We got six games in the NHL today. On this Wednesday, we got Griff Dog DFS, Griffin Swanson hanging by. We're going to break it all down with some picks, some props, some DFS plays as well. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to this show, like right here on the Mayo Media Network and leave a comment or question that you have. We'll circle back before puck drop tonight, but it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Six games, as I mentioned, make sure you get a deposit match of up to $100 by following the link in the description here. So several different player props to choose from, the over-unders on shots and saves that will appear you know, mid-afternoon over at prizepicks.com. So check that out as well. When I talked to you guys on Monday, I said Nate McKinnon was just a little low. His prop total was at four against the Sharks. Today, it is at five. I still like it, but I'm just going to be a little bit different. When I say a little bit different, I mean, I'm going to his line mate, Miko Ranton, and it's at 3.6 today. I think this is slightly low as well. Everything that I said on Monday applies. Colorado didn't win, but they still put a lot of pucks on net against the Sharks. San Jose, five on five numbers per 60 minutes. They've allowed the seventh most shots. They're second in goals against expected goals fifth highest rate at five and five per 60 minutes according to natural stat trick and actually their numbers it got worse like they were seventh in high danger chances allowed now they're fifth they were sixth in scoring chances allowed per 60 minutes at five and five now they've given up the fourth most and you look at colorado they've generated the fifth most scoring chances and their top 10 in high danger chances allowed it's basically because of that top line between ranton and landeskog and um Nate McKinnon, and you look at Miko Randon, eight goals, 18 points in 19 games, 63 shots, averaging 3.3 shots per game. So there's a nice floor there. That's why I've always taken him over two, two and a half shots. You're going to see him there at the prize picks as well. If you see over two and a half shots, don't be afraid to take that. So an assist and four shots just the other night. And he's played three games against San Jose so far this season. He's got 10 shots on goal. He only has the one point. But this is a really good spot for him. And then John Tavares in here next at three. I just think it's slightly low. It does look like Austin Matthews is going to come back in the lineup. But that's okay. Willie Nylander has been pretty hot. I expect those two to, to pair up and play. For Tavares, he only has six goals, two in his last 17 games. But he has eight shots in his past two games against the Oilers. Again, like the Sharks, Edmonton, they allow a ton. They're in the top five in terms of goals allowed per 60 minutes, shot attempts, and scoring chances allowed. And you look at the Leafs, number three in scoring chances per per 60 minutes generated at five on five. So Tavares a little quiet lately, but three points just need to get there with a goal and assist and a couple shots. And we'll be on our way. Check out prizepicks.com. Let's bring in the Griff dog DFS Griffin Swanson. What's going on, man? How are you? Not a whole lot. Same old, same old, you know, basically uh work, sleep, eat and hockey at this point in my life. So ready to rock with these uh, six games here tonight. Got some fun ones. Yes, got some fun ones for sure. I don't know if you had a chance, and I don't want to put you on the spot uh, for prize picks, but there were several options here. I was looking at Nate McKinnon again at five points. I thought that was a sneaky one. And I wanted to, I really wanted to go with Evander Kane. You and I will break down this Colorado and San Jose game, but Kane is, as you know, he's a guy who's not afraid to shoot the puck. He gets in there, he parks his butt right in front of the net, and he was very noticeable when these two teams played the other night. Yeah, absolutely. Five goals, six assists, 11 points here in his last 10. He's averaging about three and a half shots on net per game over that 10 game stretch as well. So 
playing really well, playing with Logan Couture, who's uh, playing pretty damn well himself. So I, I like that pick a lot. I got another one, though, if, uh, if you don't mind. I okay. actually like Anze yes. Kopitar here at 3.1. Uh, Kings back at home, had a six-game winning streak, obviously, prior to losing to Minnesota, their back-to-back games. But uh, Kopi's been playing well here. Three goals, seven assists, 10 points in his last 10. But uh, averaging two and a half shots on net and blocking at least one shot per game in nine of his last 10. So he's at 3.1, and I think he hits that over back at home here tonight. So uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I'd like rolling with that. I like that call. Yeah, Kopitar's a guy who just, he, in the DFS community and season long, just gets disrespected, I feel like. Nobody wants to take him all that early, but you look at him overall. I mean, this is a guy who has, I'm just taking a look right now, 973 points in 1,000 games. Like, he's basically been a point-per-game guy his whole career. He's got 23 and 20 this year so off to a really good start and the Kings playing some decent hockey as you mentioned we'll get into them in a little bit let's start with Washington and Boston we have the Bruins minus 139 at home 5 and 14 against the spread 12 15 or 12 5 and 2 rather they're just a couple points behind Washington they do have two games in hand Washington uh, tied with the Islanders atop the east they're plus 120 12 and 9 against the spread 12 5 and 4 these two teams they played each other twice Griff Washington won four, three in overtime and then Boston bounced back in the second of two, five, three. So both games went over the number. Do you have a feel here? Do you think we'll see some goals? Uh, I do believe we'll see some goals. And if I'm not mistaken in that second game as well, Caps actually got out to a three goal lead and then Boston scored five straight after that. So I uh, definitely think that the over can hit here. You know, obviously it's easy to chase that when it's hit both times already uh, but six is, is a good number I do believe that um, you know both teams I believe are scoring at least three goals per game yeah Boston three goals per game Capitals 3.4 goals so just based off the average there um, they're kind of hitting the over already Boston has been better at not allowing goals but uh, we've seen them slip up at times as well this year so uh, I don't know how much I'll be heavily invested into that, but I guess, yeah, if I'm, if I'm picking one, it'd probably be the over. But overall, it should just be a fun game to watch. A lot of talent and a lot of firepower from both teams there. Yeah, a ton, a ton of firepower. I, I, I lean to the over. Uh, you know, if Cam was here, he'd be talking about that live bet, you know, when the team's up 3 nothing. I think he brought that up before when these two teams played. And the Bruins, when they're down, he seems to always jump on the Bruins and the over. I I don't really have a strong feel on who wins this game. I, I think I'm leaning with Boston here, but I think my favorite play would be the over. Matty Best, do you have a say in this matchup? I think I'm going with the over here. It's it's another one of those games Both. where I just want to watch it kind of thing. Uh, the Capitals yeah. have burnt me a few too many times this year, so I'm not too hot on going to them on the money line, even though it looks a bit nice. Yeah, give me give me the over, and that's basically all I'll take, and maybe a shot prop or two, but I haven't decided on that yet. Yeah, I think we'll see Ilya Samsonov play again he returned just um on february 28th he had the win he only faced 21 shots it was against the devils and they have a, an issue scoring goals but he has the 878 save percentage and rask even though rask's numbers are great i mean he's 8-3 and 1 at 2.71 goals against average he's sub 90 as well 896 so i think we'll i think we'll see some goals I'm just a little worried on the Washington side, Griff. Um, Kuznetsov hasn't been playing, and he hasn't been good when he's playing either. 
we'll get into it from a DFS side of things, but one guy I've noticed who's been pretty good, Lars Eller has been pretty decent lately. I know he only has 11 points on the season, but he comes in riding a three-game point streak. He's got four points over that span. His ice time has jumped up just a little bit. So we would need him to hit the score sheet probably um, at least once, so if we can get to that over. But I am leaning, we'll recap at the end, but I am leaning Boston, but I like some goals there. Let's talk about Maddie's Leafs, Toronto. It doesn't seem like it matters who they put in goal. They're getting shutouts. Amazing. Like McDavid shut out twice in a row, once by Campbell, once by Hutchinson. The Oilers uh, minus 108 here at home, 11 and 13 against the spread, 14 and 10. The Leafs rolling 17, 4 and 2, minus 108. Um, six and a half total, a little high. It hasn't gotten there. Like I said, back to back shutouts, 3 nothing and 4 nothing. Anytime McDavid gets shut out back-to-back games, I don't know. I feel like it's a good side maybe to jump on him, but I don't know. Leafs are rolling, Griff. Yeah, I think that's the first time that he's been shut out back-to-back games this year, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm pretty, I hit that pretty hard in, in one of my videos saying, hey, this guy, he just doesn't not put up points, you know, in uh, two straight games. So, that kind of caught me off guard as well. I mean, them just getting shut out in general. Uh, we do get Matthews back here tonight and haven't seen him the past two games. So this is even going to be a better Toronto team here tonight. Uh, Matthews, as we all know, fire on, on all cylinders. So it might be one of those games, uh, like Matt said, I just sit back and watch because this one should be fun as well. I think, you know, hitting the over looks intriguing when you have all these stars on both sides, but um, the under has come in four times, uh, I believe already in the yeah. six games that they've played. So as much as I'd like to chase that and hope for a shootout of a game, it's just uh, might be one of those ones as well, where I just sit back and watch, but either way, McDavid, Matthews, uh, that's a must-see hockey there. Matt, are we going to see some goals between these two teams? I like Griff's spot on here. I, Every time these guys play, it's you you would think with all the firepower, we would see one of those six, five games. It just hasn't been the case. And I don't know. I want to give credit to the Leafs defense. Like, what have you noticed from them this year compared to last year, or even over the past couple of weeks? Just it seems like lockdown mode with them. They're not giving up a whole lot. It's incredible what TJ Brody's done to this team in terms of just adding defensive stability and letting Morgan Riley play his game again. Because Morgan looks like he's just more opened up now that he doesn't have a guy named Stefan Robida or he doesn't have a guy that's just a plug-and-play character on the top line with him. He's allowed to do whatever he wants, and he has that defensive just know-how now that he has someone covering his ass, which is fantastic for Morgan. That being said, it feels like the whole defense core has bought in. They all have ridiculously long sticks and long reaches. I mean, you look at a guy like Justin Hall, and he's able to just reach around people, even though he's not the fastest guy on the team. Um, the over at 6.5, I don't even want to touch that. If Out of all the games, this is the one where I'm just literally going to watch. Um, I, I will piggyback on your prize picks, though. I love Tavares at 3.0. That is one of my favorites. Tavares and Kopitar and Rantanen were the three that I enjoyed when I looked at it this morning, so that just uh, gives me a little more confidence going into things. Uh, Zachy Hyman, though, is another guy that I want to keep an eye on in DFS, on shot props for anytime goals. Hyman's just been buzzing around the net lately. It doesn't matter who this guy's been playing with. He's just found ways to score. And if his good old pal Austin Matthews is back in the lineup, that makes me want to go to Hyman even more on shot props and goal props. 
Well, Zaki, I saw Bogosian trying to teach him how to fight. Um, oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> you gotta love when the vets just chime in like, hey, no, you're, you're doing this wrong and I'm going to show you how to do it right. <laughs> yeah, this, you, I mean, you got to tuck, you got to tuck the left shoulder in that jersey yeah. there and then that's when you get the right arm and it, it was pretty good. They don't throw full 100% punches at them, but like, hey, just this is how you get it and they just throw like 50%, like still going to tag you here a little bit and so you know what's coming, but I always get a kick at those vets showing how these younger guys how to fight yeah me too uh i didn't give any shot props in the washington boston game i just didn't feel any to be honest um you know you got ovechkin at four and a half plus 120 at dk that's a little high and there's a lot of juice there one seven minus 177 for pasternak three and a half it's it's not really for me, but I mean, you can get involved with any time goals with, with two of those guys. I'm sure they, they find the, the back of the net. And it's the same sort of deal here. Tavares, I don't mind minus 155, two and a half. I think you can get it um, in some other spots, maybe minus 140. I would like that uh, obviously a little bit better. We could see McDavid just snap tonight. It's, it's very possible. Three and a half shots plus money. I actually don't mind that one. If I'm going to take an oiler, it's, it's probably that, that guy. Connor, um, he's all really right. has been so hot too. Yeah, he's all right. He's pretty good. Um, there's a couple guys have been like, for one, stop playing uh, Koskinen. He's no good, right? Mike Smith has been great. Surprisingly, he's been awesome. He's got six wins, a 1.87 goals against average, 938 save percentage. We just talked about the Leafs and how tight they've been. So maybe the under really is the play, um, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. There's too much firepower. I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch the total at all. I think the Oilers bounce back. I think they, I think we see a little bit from them tonight, even though with Matthews coming back, I think we see um, a very just motivated Edmonton team, not to lose three straight and just maybe score a couple goals here against the Leafs. Um, So that's, that's where I'm going to lean for now, but I'm not, I'm not totally confident, but I wanted to just give a little bit more love to Nylander because I know a lot of people, not even a Leafs guy here, but I, I get so sick of hearing the noise with him. I know he's not a guy that goes into the corner and he doesn't throw his body around. Heck, I don't even know if he's had a hit this year. He, I'm sure he has four or five. But what he's done lately without Matthews stepping up, he's, he enters with a three-game goal streak. He's got four goals over that span. He's got five over his past six. He's got five points over his past three games. So I know he takes a lot of heat, but in the DFS community too, I, he doesn't even really like, I find Griff, his ownership is always fairly low. And what is he at today? I mean, he was under five. I mean, he's still under five K he's four nine, which is pretty silly. I think um, we'll get into it in a little bit, but yeah, I he scored a beauty of a goal the other night oh, too, man. as well. That backhand um, was pretty nice. Yeah. $4,900. Very reasonable. Like you said, like Tavares tonight. So Nice guy that you can stack him up with in DFS if you are going to go that route. Going to get some power play time as well. But yeah, I'm looking at his stats here right now. You're not far off. He's got seven hits on the year in 23 games. So <laughs> definitely it. not a guy that's going to throw his body around, but he's got goals here in three straight games, uh, four in his last three, and uh, seems to be firing the puck a little bit here as well. St. Louis and Anaheim next. The Ducks are home dogs plus 115. I wonder how many times they've been home dogs this year. Probably quite often. Blues minus 134, 6 and 16 against the spread, 14 and 8 okay. against the spread for Anaheim. The total's here at 5.5. It was a 5 4 victory for St. Louis. We were on that on Monday, but honestly, it did not feel good to pick it, Griff, and it didn't feel good to watch it. The Blues are just weird. Oh, man. They, they, 
they have leads. They give them away when I feel like they should win games and score goals. They don't. There was a stretch there where they played Arizona seven straight times. And I thought Arizona should have won all seven of those games. I know they took four of them, but sitting here at minus 134, I have a hard time not leaning with them again. I do think that they're a better team. Zegers still waiting for that first goal. Man, I don't know if you saw the highlight of the other night. He almost had it with lacrosse style. It was very oh, – oh, man, he is – He's legit. He's so good. Do you have a feel with this game? Like, are you with me here at St. Louis, or do you think the Ducks at home? Like, what do you think? Yeah, if, if we could just eliminate goaltenders, I'd say hammer St. Louis at minus 150. But this goaltender situation that St. Louis has going on right now is a bit sketchy. And yeah. Bennington just, just hasn't looked very good. Now, I don't know who they're going to go with here tonight. Um, I do believe that Bennington got pulled last game. So, be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't mind minus 150 there. Uh, like I said, if we could just eliminate the damn goaltender and make it a lot easier because I think, you know, straight up roster to roster, if you're looking at them on paper, you're like, yeah, St. Louis every time. But um, yeah, they've been a little sketchy playing on the road here. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind rolling with St. Louis just because they have won all three games that they've played with here. Uh, but at minus 150, again, just might want to be one of those games that I sit back and watch a little bit. But there's a shot prop here uh, that I don't mind. And that's going to be David Perrone at plus money, two and a half over at plus one, 120 there. So that is one I don't mind playing on that first line, playing on that first power play. Now, he can be a bit sporadic with shooting the puck, but I believe he had seven shots on net last game. And that's what, you know, he definitely has that upside. So uh, that's really what's sticking out to me here between these two teams. Yeah, I love that Perron call. Um, yeah, he had, as you mentioned, the five and then seven a couple games ago against the Kings. He's usually always plus money um, for the most part. I've been talking about him quite a bit, and I don't, I don't mind taking shots on him. Hoffman has cooled off just slightly. He was a guy that I was starting to get involved with. He only has two shots over his past two games. And his minutes, his ice time, it's really weird because they're missing some guys. Like Schwartz is, is not playing. And I, I know they had Barbashev up on the top six for a bit. He's on the IR. And, you know, for Hoffman to get 12 minutes, 13 minutes in a game is – I don't like it. <laughs> That's my issue with Hoffman. Like I'm used to him a few games before that. It was 20 minutes, 17, 21, 19. And then he's back in the 14 minute range. Like, why is he getting 12 minutes, 13 minutes? I'm, I, there's a lot made of his defensive game and his awareness defensively, not always there. That's kind of the knock on him. He was waiting around forever for a contract. I mean, in Florida, he averaged, he had a ton of ice time. He's always in that first power play unit. He gets some time in the first power play unit, but if there is a guy to pick, you're, you're dead on. Like Perron is never playing 13 minutes. This guy is always flirting with 20 minutes with, with Ryan O'Reilly. And I like Jordan Cairo on that line too. It's been a really good trio over the past week or so, despite the shakiness in goal. You're right. I think they go back to Bennington in net. And I think that's a plus, but there's something to be said about playing players against Gibson too do you do you feel that way in DFS I think a lot of people want to play Gibson they've realized he's really good they're afraid to stack against Gibson I find players they come in low owned when you know they're up against the Ducks and Gibson yeah absolutely and Gibson is a stud uh you kind of hope for him to get traded at some point with Anaheim trying to rebuild here uh they definitely have some young guys that they can do that around we already mentioned Zegris earlier so uh, yeah, I, I do kind of hesitate sometimes when playing Gibson, but obviously this Ducks team in general just 
isn't very good. Like I said, very young and they do have a lot of moving pieces, but uh, yeah, Gibson, he's, if he gets hot early in a game, it can be one of those games where he can face 30, 40 shots and only allow one or two. So uh, I definitely, definitely have that sense as well. Um, you can probably get him at low ownership though, here on, on the St. Louis side. Uh, so if you want to roll out some of those guys like O'Reilly, Perone, have no issue with that whatsoever. And like I said, I obviously like the shot prop there with Perone as well. So no, you're absolutely right though. It always creeps in the back of my head because Gibson, you know, you put him on the right team could arguably be one of the best goaltenders in the league. Oh yeah. I think he's a stud. I'm, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's sitting there at 7k and I, I'm always staring at him at 7k, but you know, he's played the Blues three times this season, a 4-1 win for St. Louis, a 6-1 win for St. Louis, and I believe he got yanked early in that game. Yeah, he's faced six shots and let in three, and then this last most recent game, a 5-4 win against St. Louis. So for whatever reason, it seems like the he can't get it done against the Blues, right? That's, that's three games this season where he's he's been shelled, basically, in, in all three of them, so... Think about the Blues tonight. Um, could be sneaky in DFS. Kings and Zona LA plus one hundred two at home. Fifteen and five against the spread. Nine seven and four. Arizona nine nine and three minus one eighteen. Ten eleven against the spread. This total is five and a half. You feeling the Kings tonight? I am feeling the Kings tonight. Yeah, actually, when I was looking at the spreadsheet or put my spreadsheet together last night, just kind of dipping into some of these lines here, I, I was kind of surprised that the Kings were plus one hundred two at home. Obviously, you know, they just lost two straight games to Minnesota in Minnesota, but man, that wild team is uh, playing a lot better than I had them this year to, to play, but they're fun to watch. Grill the thrill seems to be the real deal. So uh, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because prior to that, the Kings were on a six game winning streak. They beat the Blues twice in St. Louis, beat Arizona twice in Arizona, and then they actually beat the Wild as well during that six game win streak. So Plus 102, that's probably my favorite bet here, uh, money line-wise, for tonight. Uh, but like I said, was was pretty surprised to see that they were uh, plus tonight. I'm with you. Yeah, Kings team's been playing good. They've been very... They've been very impressive. Uh, Drew Doughty seems like a bit of a bounce back from him too in the fantasy community. He's been great season long. He's blocking shots. He's throwing his body around. He's hitting the score sheet. He's actually a top 10 fantasy hockey defenseman. And you don't see that. Like he's not drafted that way. Even if you look at rankings across the industry, nobody has him as like a top 15 defenseman in fantasy. He's been just eating a lot of minutes. And he's one of those guys too. Matt, you know this, living north of the border when anyone takes a shot at Doughty, he just kind of takes a shot back at them. Like I saw it was a, I think I saw him post on social media. It was like an analytics thing with Dowdy and his numbers being bad and talking about team Canada and not going to get there. And Dowdy kind of clapped back at the article. So he hears it all. Uh, are you three for three here, Matt with us in the Kings or do you like Zona? Yeah. Hit me with the Kings. The Kings have been one of my favorite picks. Same with Kopitar. That kid's been a, or not even kid anymore. That feels weird. That guy's been just an absolute stud for season long for me. One of the guys, that I guess a lot of people drafted in the later, later rounds who's just turned out to be fantastic. Uh, give me LA here, like you guys were talking about. They were rolling until they met a red-hot Minnesota team. And uh, like Griff said, Kaprasov is just so damn fun to watch. I After his hot start, I went and got him everywhere. So I'm a big fan of him. Uh, but yeah, give me LA here. And like Griff said, this is one of my favorite plays as well. Yeah, I like it. Let's just take them at home plus money. Yeah, speaking of the Wilds, that was a great game the other night against Vegas. They blew it. They're up 4-2, and Vegas came back. 
I was following along live bets. We were talking, we were talking in the FTN discord. Like, is there any live bets here? It's like, maybe we should do Vegas. And everyone was already all in on Vegas. <laughs> it's like, do you double down here? Just let this ride out. They came back and they had the overtime win. They're minus 147 at home, Minnesota plus 123 here. Eight and 10 against the spread for Vegas, nine and or 10 and nine rather for Minnesota against the spread. Totals at five and a half. I thought it would go under. I was completely wrong there. There were a lot of goals in that game. Stone had five assists. Pacioretty woke up, had the OT winner. I believe he had eight shots on goal. I really like what Vegas has done with their lines, Griff. Just mixed it up a little bit, right? You got Tuck playing up top with Stone. William Carlson has seemed to have been waking up a little bit and then patch ready there with uh, the kid, Cody glass, Riley Smith, waiting for him to wake up and Jonathan Marsh. So it doesn't seem to um, be really all there either, but the Minnesota thing, man, they, they're impressive Griff. They really are good. Yeah. It's been the first time in a long time since we've been able to really say, Hey man, this Minnesota wild team yeah. is fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, Kaprizov, that's, he's bringing that in right now. Um, I mean, even that whole second line with Zuccarello, he's been tearing it up since he's come back, uh, from, from the IR. So I like watching this Minnesota team now for the first time in a long while, obviously being from Minnesota, most of my family are Minnesota wild fans. So I definitely tune into that. Uh, but yeah, for all the right reasons this year, but like you said, statistically, you kind of want to chase the under here. It just kind of makes sense. Both teams have been very good defensively, but after watching that game the other night, all it takes is, you know, a few shifts from either side for them to rack up some goals pretty quickly. Uh, There was a stretch there in the second period where I thought Minnesota was just going to run away with it. So uh, I'm hesitant to bet the over or under here. Uh, Vegas has been very, very good at home this year as well. So I kind of like chasing them as good as Minnesota has been. And at minus 141, that's that's not crazy juice to where I won't attack it. So as great as Minnesota has been here, Vegas 9-2-1 and one at home this season, I do lean Vegas here on the money line. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, Matt, we can just rewind the tape for Monday. Anytime that we can get Vegas, as good as Minnesota has been, we've said this, right? We said the exact same thing on Monday. As good as they've been, Anytime that you can get Vegas, like minus 140, I think you do it at home. And Griff, you're spot on nine, two, and one at home so far this season. It is the best record going. I know Tampa is nine and one, but in that division, it is the best record going at home. So, yeah, I, I think I lean goals. I think what I've seen, you're right. It only takes a shift or two, like you said. And what I, what I saw from that game, I know that both teams are tight. They don't give up a whole lot. Vegas has been strong. Fleury's been so good all year in net. It doesn't seem like whoever Minnesota puts in net as well has been really good. I wonder if they go back to, if they go Cam Talbot tonight. And I know people may go, ah, Talbot, like he stinks, but he, he doesn't. He's actually pretty decent. And he's been good this year when he, when he plays. So it's kind of contradicting myself a little bit, but with the, with both lines, both teams having like just strong top sixes. I think that we will see some goals, but I'm definitely locking in uh, Vegas again. But I think this is a game where you could maybe attack it from a DFS standpoint. And it would have been super sneaky on Monday because Pacioretty, our guy, Javi Prolezzo over at ftmbets.com had Stone and Pacioretty in a GPP where they were both sub 5% ownership. Like nobody was even thinking about those two guys or thinking about goals between the wild and Vegas. So um, it may not be sneaky this time around, but don't be surprised if 
if you see some goals and then the, some low ownership there with uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, Colorado. These guys burned me the other night. Like they they just crushed me, man. I had them in a bunch of parlays. I had them on the puck line. Luckily, you got the shot props with McKinnon and Rantanen. It was, so it wasn't all bad, but I just didn't expect this, man. And we have San Jose plus 182, Colorado 215, 6 and 13 against the spread. The Sharks 8, 9 and 2 on the year. Mentioned all the, you know, the high danger chances, the quality chances that this team gives up, but they they held Colorado to two goals and they spanked them. 6-2 was the final. The total is here at 6. I'm going to go back to the Avs and DFS. I'm going to try to go back to the second line and get unique again with Kadri and maybe get a piece of sod or beer cost on the power play. I think Gerard is another good play in DFS. He was sub four K on Monday. He's crept up. I think we'll get to it, but I think he's like four one right now. He's on that first power play unit. I don't know. I think we'll see a, a different abs team. It's not like they didn't show up Griff. They still got a ton of chances and quality chances. And I know they were down big and the game was already out of hand, but they own the puck in the third period. They just, they couldn't find a way to score goals. I don't think I'll get involved money line stuff, but I think we'll see the abs pot three or four tonight. Yeah. Not at that price tag there. What are they? Minus minus 15 right now. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from that money line as well, but Hey, I'm I'm right there with you um, as much as they have burned me at times this year. I'm going to go back to the avalanche. You know, there's just too much firepower on that team to ignore. Devin Taves has been playing awesome this year. Uh, DraftKings wise kind of hit a bit of a slump over the last three, but prior to that racking up damn near double digit DraftKings points every single game. And he's a guy that can do it on both ends as well. He can get on the score sheet, shoot pucks, but he's also going to block shots as well. So number of different ways that he can get you there. You kind of hope that it comes in at low ownership uh, just because the Avs haven't been necessarily great, or at least they haven't met expectations, I think, from a lot of us this year. But they also had that pause, that COVID pause as well. And that can definitely interrupt some teams. So, yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Mini. I'm not afraid to chase this Avalanche team because when they do hit and I, they're going to at some point here, you're going to want them on your roster. Uh, these guys have just incredible ceiling scores when it comes to DraftKings. Yeah, I, I think people will shy away. You're right. They have been underwhelming, right? They don't, they're not blowing out teams that they, that they probably should blow out. And yeah, they were without Nate for a little bit and they were without Landeskog for a little bit. They, they had this last year was the same sort of deal. Everyone was out besides McKinnon. I, I, Makar missed time as well. Kadri was out, Birakoski was out, Donskoy, all these guys were in and out of the lineup and they just found a way to, to get it done. But I'm looking at them just, I know they had the four games against Vegas, whatever, but then they, Minnesota had their way. And then they looked like, okay, maybe they're going to get going here. They had the two games against Arizona. It was a six, two blowout. And then they play the sharks. I'm like, okay, like they're rolling now into this game. And they just got crushed six, two Matt, Colorado. Seems like a puck line play for you. It does seem like a puck line play for me. This seems like <laughs> too good of a bounce back kind of opportunity here. I know. Uh, give me the give me the puck line. I might get cheeky and play with the Colorado total on its own. I haven't looked at it. What it could be yet? I'm doing that on the fly as we speak. Uh, no, I can't find it right now. Um, but that's just something I might go to because, like you said, I feel like the Avalanche are going to be a team that's going to pot goals tonight. 
whether or not they just get the four goals on their own and the Sharks don't get any, that's why I don't want to touch the over-under. But I have a feeling, like you said, the Avs are going to come out hot and heavy and just fire the puck a ton. They're minus 114 to score over three and a half goals. Uh, I don't like that too much anymore. I that's uh, I thought it was going to be a lot better. I guess yeah, not. But the Vegas knows. They know. They, well, they're <laughs> keeping my money in my pocket then for that bet. Plus 155 over four. Come on, get crazy. Uh, shot props, same sort of deal. I know you guys are probably sick of me talking about Randon, but whatever. Like He cashes more times than not. Like Averaging 3.3 shots, and every time I see him at two and a half, I'm just going to take them. So I, I like not want to boost that up for whatever reason. It's been like that all season. And as long as it's it. at two and a half, I'm right there with you. Yeah. The guy that the minutes he's playing and the guys he's playing with McKinnon, Landeskog playing on that top power play. I mean, obviously you're going to get shots from McKinnon night in and night out. I think he's got 13 over his past two games, which obviously love to see that from McKinnon because if he's churning, eventually the rest of the abs are going to follow as well. Um, he's, he's looked good here over the last two games but yeah give me Nico even with the juice at minus 150 two and a half is just too low of a shot prop for this guy yeah and I know some books too he's like 230 24 or minus 130 minus 140 I don't I don't fully get it I've been waiting all year for him to jump up to three I know some books are adjusting they get the three and then that's tough to to clear that and you know if your book is adjusting with the threes and the three and a halves like it's okay to i know we give a lot of overs here but it is okay to to flirt with some unders uh reach out to griff or myself if you have a question or you know again here in the youtube comment section circle back if you you know if your book is offering something different than what we're giving but i'd like the whole line to be honest with you i mean landeskog is minus 112 for two and a half he's not my favorite i, I typically like to go ran and then even nate you mentioned the shots but this guy's is, is shooting the puck so often and one thing i like about this trio as opposed to other other teams i know the penguins do it with sid and they roll him out quite often the leafs with matthews but Colorado, not afraid to double shift that line. Like Rantanen, it doesn't matter if they're up or down. Like they, they just roll through. I feel like they're going at least every three lines before you get that fourth line out there. So those guys get, like you said, just a ton of ice time. So those are the, that's the shot prop that I like the most. I, we didn't really give too many. I like Pacioretty still three and a half. It's minus 155. It's that's not one that I usually typically get to, but I I just loved what I saw from him against the wild. And he is a guy that shoots the puck a ton. You mentioned Perron. That's a great one. Plus 120, two and a half for, for the shot prop there. Tavares, two and a half, one minus 155. I again I go to McDavid. I think we're just gonna see a big game from him shooting the puck, plus one hundred, three and a half as well. And then everything else is just like, ugh, I'm not, I'm not there. I think if you want an under if if Kuznetsov does play. I gave the under the past couple times he went. If he does play and he pops up, I would give the under there. He's just not shooting it. I don't know how healthy he is either, so I would give the under. Is there any other props or goals before we get over to DFS that you... Yeah, Dustin Brown actually sticks out to me as well. Um, playing on that first line for the Kings. Uh, I got to pull open here the prop. I believe he was plus money as yeah, well. He usually um, is. Last night. This guy's averaging two and a half or 2.8 shots per game over his last 10. I believe he's got seven goals in his last 10 as well. It's actually pretty funny. He had an interview after one of those games and he came out and he said, Hey, I'm feeling good. 
Um, but he goes, my kids don't think I'm very good. It's, it's a pretty, pretty comical interview where he's like, you know, I talked to my kids. He goes, my oldest son, he goes, just doesn't think I'm that good of an NHL. <laughs> because he got McDavid's, the Crosby's. He goes, all these superstars in the league, they're just like, dad, you're not very good at hockey. But this guy has been playing fantastic this year. 11 goals in 20 games already. Shooting the puck a little bit more and playing on that top line, like I said, in top power play. So Looks like he's coming in at some plus money here right now. I'm just pulling open the prop itself. Looks like he's two and a half plus 110. So that's not one uh, I'm afraid to go to either. Yeah, I like that one. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's six, tied for sixth in goals. I mean, he has a career high 24 shooting percentage, which is a little unsustainable. But he's always been a guy that scores, right, Griff? Like, as another guy, I don't want to put him on the level of Kopitar, but same sort of deal as a guy who just gets disrespected. He's got one, two, three, four, five six, seven, 20 goal seasons under his belt. So be easy on dad there, kids. Like yeah, this. right. And we had a four, four, five year stretch there where he just, you know, kind of fell off the face of the earth a yes. little bit, uh, you know, along with the Kings team in general, obviously they had a stretch there where they won two Stanley Cups, um, but kind of bounced back here, really not just this year, but over the last few years in general, 2018 had 61 points, 2019 had 51 uh, both 20 goal seasons. So he looks to be right on pace with that. Again, he's not going to be a guy that gets you a point every single night, uh, but dude is firing the puck in the back of the net right now and love catching NHL players when they're hot. You know, obviously it can get very streaky, but this is one guy who's playing some consistent hockey. Yeah, he really is. All right, let's move over to DraftKings. McDavid, 9-1. McKinnon, 8-8. Matthews, 8-5. Bergeron, 7-9. Drysettle, 7-8. Then a bit of a drop-off here. We got Tavares, 6-8. Backstrom, 6-2. Couture is 6. Kopitar, 5-7. And then Braden Chen, who's having a pretty good year. He is 5-6. Is it the Colorado boys? Is it McKinnon that you're going to have in a majority of your lineups tonight? It makes it so easy, especially if you want to stack those guys up, whether it's all three with McKinnon, Landis, Dogger, Rantman, or you just kind of do some pairings with those guys as well. You know, it makes sense if you want to throw Gerard on there, who's super cheap on the defensive side, which I'm sure we'll get to here, playing on that number one power play. So, yeah, it's honestly more times than not, I'm going to go with these guys out of Colorado. Like I said, it, the blow up games are coming and you want to be a part of that. Um, so definitely not afraid to go back to it. Hopefully we can get them at some low ownership as well. But but if I'm, you know, if I had to staple one guy, I mean, how do we not pick Austin Matthews based off the way that he started the season? He is day-to-day -day technically right now uh, with that wrist injury, but sounds like he practiced in full yesterday. Um, I believe he said he would have been able to go as of last night. So I expect him to be back here, but the dude just, seems to have every goalie's number this year, 18 goals in 20 games. Um, yeah, as much as I do like that first line out of Colorado, it's pretty hard to ignore this guy out, uh, out of Toronto as well, playing some really, really good hockey. Yeah, he is. Um, I Those are my two as well. I, I typically like to spend up at center and try to find value on D or in net or in the wing. Um, so McKinnon, Matthews, I, I think that, for whatever reason, you know, nine, one, and just with the Oilers and what they've done lately too, which is nothing that maybe this is one of those days where McDavid, you can get him with lower ownership than usual. Like Matthew's coming back. People are going to want to get in on him. McKinnon. Uh, I, I don't think 
you know, people are sharp these days with in, in DFS. A few years ago, it would be like, okay, no thanks. I'm not going back to that. They already burned me. I'm not going to go to Colorado. But recency bias, like it is a thing in DFS. But I think more people are willing to just go back, right? Like the other night, I think we had somebody tweet, Eric and I, this morning or late last night, was you guys were on the Jets against the Canucks. It didn't work. But I went back to them last night and like it worked, right? Like the guys you talked about on Monday who were no-shows, luckily they showed up. If you get burned two nights in a row, maybe you're a little hesitant to go to that third time, right? It was the same deal with with McDavid. We talked about in the Discord chat. They're not going to get shut out again. And he did. (laughs) So would it be a third time? I don't know. It could be one of those nights where you get McDavid. I, I I would assume that Matthews and McKinnon will have larger ownership than McDavid down the board for some value. I don't know. There's something weird about Lars Eller for me today. I don't know what it is, uh, but he's kind of jumping out at four, one. I'd like Kadri at five, three. And I keep an eye on Krejci. If Krejci, it does sound like he's going to come back, which would ruin that second line for me. I really have liked Charlie Coyle uh, recently. He's three, seven. He had two goals the other night. He has four points in his last four games, three of them goals. He had five shots there the other night. He had the shorthanded game-winning goal uh, his last time out. I believe it was a game-winning goal. It was a shorty nonetheless, but he is interesting to me. If Krejci doesn't play, uh, just because I think we'll see some goals in that Washington and Boston game, and a 3-7 is an interesting price, I think. Uh, Any other value? Is there anyone else before we move on to winger? Uh, value-wise, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Mini. I like paying up for center and then trying to find in value elsewhere. The other guy that does stick out to me, obviously we're very heavy uh, on the avalanche, both of us here, but I'm not afraid to run it back in that game either. I, I don't necessarily think the avalanche are going to be, you know, have, throw a shutout here tonight. Uh, Logan Couture at $6,000 is a value play, in my opinion. I definitely think the way that he's been playing here as of late, he should be more expensive essentially averaging 14 DraftKings points here over his past 10 games makes for a nice stack up with a Vander Kane if you want to do that as well. Um, So yeah, as as heavy as I probably will be on the avalanche here tonight, definitely not going to be afraid to run it back with guys like that and kind of hope it turns into a shootout. You obviously saw the San Jose Sharks score six goals the other night. Do I foresee that happening again tonight? No, probably not, but uh, definitely some shootout potential there based off of what we did see. Love the Couture call. Yeah, he's been a value all year, right? 19 points in 19 games. Got 12 over his last 10 games and seven goals over that span. He's tied with Dustin Brown for sixth in the NHL in goals with 11. Over at wing, Pasternak 8-8, Ovechkin 8-3, Marner 7-8, Marchand 7-4, Randon 7-2. It just stands out to me. Uh, Hopkins, Nugent Hopkins, 7-1, Patriotty, 7-K, Garland's day-to-day, he's 6-5, Perron, 6-3, and then Kane, who you just mentioned, is 5-8, Stone, 5-7, he was down to, I believe he was 5-K, was he? He was 5-1 the other night when he had the five apples. What are you doing at wing? Yeah, so uh, obviously I love playing Pasta every single night. He's expensive here at $8,800, but um, I think you'll see a lot of ownership on that first line out of Boston as well. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, just as well as that first line out of Colorado. I I think those two lines are some of the best in hockey, and so I'm not afraid to play either one of those lines and line stacks, or like I said, just do pairings as well. Um, But just getting away from some of the popularity there, um, you know, Max Pacioretty, uh, he, I guess he could very well be popular, but 40 shots on net here over his past 10 games, averaging four shots on net, got 10 goals this year. It obviously looked really, really good the other night. So 
Uh, this is a guy that can get you five shots on net, hit that DraftKings bonus of three points, which can go a long way. Uh, so Max Pacioretty at $7,000 is, you know, this is a guy who's been priced in the 8K at times this year. 8179 here over the past couple of games. So at $7,000 here, I'm kind of considering that a discount. Yeah, he just puck hog, right? He just loves to shoot. He can't help himself. He shoots from everywhere. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, he dude loves to score goals. That's why when I said to three and a half and minus 155 kind of makes you feel a little uneasy, but as you just you just rattle off the numbers, I mean, this guy is is shooting quite often. Yeah, I'm spending up at center and try to find some value at wing. I have absolutely no issue with pasta. You're right. Anytime that this guy's on the slate, I usually have him in, in one of my lineups. And Washington's been playing to the over quite often, right? They're they're allowing a lot of goals. They're playing a wide open style. So we could see the over hit there. And if it does, pasta's probably involved in, in definitely a couple goals. Landeskog. Mentioned him on Monday. He's still fairly cheap. Five four is just—it's just too cheap for him. He—he he jumped up two hundred dollars. That's it. Earlier in the year, he was a mid seven k player, and then he missed time on the you know COVID, and there was games postponed, and so I think that's why his price is is down a little bit. He's only averaging nine point four DK points per game. It's. He's, I think he's going to start to pick it up a little bit. He had the goal in his last game. He's got goals in two straight games. So I think that's a really good price. I mentioned Jordan Cairo just at four, eight, he's having a really good year too. I mean, he's got eight goals and 19 points on the season. I like the prawn call earlier by you. And again, I just think there's something there with the blues having Gibson's number. Maybe it's fourth times a charm for Gibson against the blues. I'm not sure, but I think he can go back to some of those St. Louis guys, Alex Tuck at three, eight. Interesting up. Um, you know, with Pacioretty in his past couple games, you know, 18 minutes, 18 minutes against the Avs the other night, those, you look at, at the back of his hockey card in the game log for all year, two of his past three games, he's played 18 plus minutes, which is more than he's played all year. I think maybe game two of the, the year he flirted with 19 minutes, but he's, he's benefiting from the line shuffle in Vegas. So I think that's a guy to consider as well. Mm, I don't think there's anything really else value wise um Zegers is, is sub three he's gonna score eventually i mean that guy's good <laughs> uh is there yeah. any value any any other wings here as we jump down you know maybe into the 5k range 4k range yeah so uh dustin brown talked about him a little bit i do like him at five two if i'm going below that now this is kind of an outlier play and you could probably get him at really low ownership but timo meyer here three goals six assists nine points over his last 10 but 35 shots on net here over his past 10 as well now what i don't love is necessarily the minutes night in and night out you know he could get you 13 minutes one night but he has the you know ceiling of getting you 18 19 minutes too so gonna play on that second line play on that second power play if you kind of want to get away from couture or evander kane now, this is a guy that's been putting up some decent numbers here. He has back-to-back uh, -back games with three points. So that's one that kind of caught my eye as I was kind of just going through this a little bit here last night. Uh, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov, he, he looks really legit. $4,100. I'm not afraid to go there. Played 23 minutes the other night here. He just he has that it factor, right? You watch him play. The puck gets on his stick. The way he can just even pivot his hips when he's moving full speed is incredible i certainly couldn't do that during my days of playing hockey uh but really don't mind him at 4100 either and then one guy is max comtois here at 3600 i don't love playing anaheim ducks players 
but three goals, five assists, eight points here in his last 10. Just seems like a guy that can get on the score sheet, yeah, pretty, or at least has pretty consistently here to start the year, 14 points in 22 games. So if you are looking for, for some value plays, sub $4,000, uh, he's another guy that kind of sticks out to me as well. Yeah, he's a guy that, well, I mean, if you're going to play a duck, it's probably probably him, right? He, he, I think he leads every every category for Anaheim besides hits. He's uh, he's having a pretty good season as well. I think we talked about him on a prize picks one episode. I think he was at two. It's like, all this guy needs to do is just have a couple shots and we're there. Um, yeah, I think that's it uh, from the value. I don't know, Caprice, I don't know why he's 4-1. I mean, that's... That's crazy to me because they've adjusted with Matsu Gorella. I mean, he was 3K for a bit, and he's up to 5'5 five, five now. And that's a duo that just looks real strong. They look, they look nice. So in around that range are some guys, Landy 5'4", Nylander 4'9", Cairo 4'8". And sounds like maybe you think there's going to be some goals in San Jose and in Colorado. I think, so. I think maybe you've talked yourself into potentially the yeah, over there with both of those teams. game stacks um, from my <laughs> side here tonight. But uh yeah, he, he's another guy that just kind of stuck out to me. And I mean, you know, like I said, we expect the avalanche to bounce back here, but uh, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean they won't give up a few goals either. That's right. Over at D, John Carlson, 6'6", Burns, 6'5", Barry, 6'2", Chikrin, 6", Nurse, 5'9", Petrangelo, 5'8", Theodore, 5'7". Both of those guys have really dropped down for Vegas in terms of price. McAvoy is 5'6". Makar is out of the lineup tonight. Morgan Riley is 5'3". Taves, 5'2". Krug, 5'. What are you doing at the top? I mean, Theodore is really staring at me at 5'7", man. So the guy who's staring right in the face of me as well. I mean... Both him and Petrangelo, if we just look at fantasy points per game, both of those guys lead all the defensemen here, and they're below $6,000. So as great as Carlson is on the power play, uh, Boston has at times shut down other teams. Tyson Berry was super hot there for a stretch, but has kind of cooled off as well. Um, I don't mind Jacob Chikrin there. Uh, this is a guy that can certainly find the back of the net. Five goals already this year, 10 assists. But yeah, uh, Meany, I'm right there with you. Shea Theodore is sticking out to me at that price tag. He hasn't been, you know, the ceiling player that we saw at times last year, uh, even in the playoffs as well. But he certainly still got it. Seven shots here in his last two games. Back-to-back -back games here with at least one assist. So yeah, playing playing the minutes that he plays, that's that's the guy I really want to spend up on. But I'm also not afraid of this kid, Charlie McAvoy, playing some really good hockey for Boston right now. With Matt Grizzlick being out, he's basically just slid into that number one power play role. So this is a guy that can get it done on both ends. He'll block shots, he'll shoot the puck, can find the score sheet. And I mean... Uh, really, anybody that plays with Pasta, Marchand, and Bergeron on that first power play, you're going to get opportunities to get on that score sheet. Yeah, you will for sure. I like Gerard at 4-1. Uh, he's, again, since Makar's out, just um, a lot of ice time for him. And he's had a decent year, too. He's, he doesn't shoot all that much, you know, the one shot in the last three games, which is a, a bit of a bummer. I'd like to see him shoot more, but 25 minutes in each of his last two games, he comes in with three points over his last two as well. Four of his past four and eight in his last 10. So he has been at least hitting the score sheet. And if we like the abs to score and we like that game environment, I think he's a good one to potentially attack. Uh, what about Drew Doughty? We, we've talked about the Kings here a little bit. $4,800. He's played 67 minutes in his past two games. He played 30 minutes in his last game, Griff. 
that's just insane. And, and you know what? I mean, obviously he's getting a little bit older here, but uh, like I said, he's a guy that likes to clap back and perfect. Underestimate him. This is a guy that's going to raise his yeah. game. Uh, this Kings team in general has just been, you know, better than I certainly expected them to be. But yeah, Doughty at $4,800, I believe he should be at least mid 5K range. And we've seen him there at times. I mean, just over the last four or five games here, 6,200, 59, 57, 54, 54. Now we're getting him here at, at quite the discount. And that's the guy who's averaging 10 DraftKings points per game over his last 10, two goals, eight assists, 10 points. Absolutely love that call as well. And I'm, and I'm obviously pretty heavy on this Kings team here tonight. Yeah, ripped Eric Carlson the other day, and then he scored a goal. So who knows? Maybe it's um, maybe it's a sign of things to come. I don't know. It was only his his first goal of the season. It's just his fifth point in 15 games. He's looked pretty bad, but he does have nine shots over the past two games since returning to the lineup. So maybe, maybe he's a little healthy. 4K is so interesting for, for Eric Carlson, even though he doesn't seem even close to the same guy he was just two years ago, three years ago. He was a guy that was always at the top of the price board here. Oh, seven thousand net for this guy he used to be a seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was, he was a guy that you always played. Right. Yeah. It, it was, it was, I mean, even watching him out on the East coast quite a bit when he was playing with Ottawa, I mean, there are times where he looked like the best forward on the ice. I mean, he, the way he could just move know, yeah. up from North to South, uh, it was incredible to watch, but just kind of fell off the face of the earth here. Really, ever since he got traded to San Jose, he just hasn't, hasn't been the same player. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is intriguing at $4,000. Uh, like I said, maybe maybe he's getting a little bit hot here, but uh, a bit hesitant just because, you know. And, and you know what? <laughs> defensively, it doesn't matter for DraftKings, right? We don't care how right. great is defensively it's just if he's putting up numbers so maybe I'm looking that a little bit too much in just his overall gameplay and just say hey need to focus on what he's doing offensively because really that's all that matters yeah and he's not doing a whole lie I mean he just scored that's that's it that's maybe he won't score again for another 15 games who knows like Eric and I were, I think we we're pretty hard on him on Monday I think myself in particular I was a little hard it's like yeah you can just drop him <laughs> pick up Brett Pesci, pick him, pick Pesci up. He's doing more than Carlson and, and he scored the other night too. Yeah. 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 He's at least contributing elsewhere. He's shooting the puck a bit more, blocking some shots. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Carlson, but he just doesn't look healthy to me over in goal. Grubauer eight, four Rask, eight, three Halak. If he gets the, the nod, I think it is going to be Rask. Nothing's confirmed here yet. Talking to you guys, um, 10 Eastern here. Flurry 8-2. Uh, Bennington is 8-1. I don't know. I think we'll see Hutchinson again, 7-8. I don't know if we're going to see Anderson or not. Mike Smith is 7-9. Um, if you go keep going down the board, you'll get to maybe we like the LA guys. Quick, 7-4 potentially. Um, Talbot is 7-1. I don't think I'm going to go there with Talbot tonight. I think Quick is an interesting call. If he gets in net, what are you doing in net? Uh, yeah, so uh, building my spreadsheet here just last night, that's the guy I locked in. I, I guess I don't know if it's going to be Quick or Pedersen. Uh, if that's Could Peterson, be Pedersen, yeah. there. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure because he, he's been pretty damn good himself as well. Only 4-4-2, four, four, and two, but uh, 0.28 save percentage from this young kid. So either way, 7-4, uh, $7,400. That, that's exactly who I locked in last night. Uh Super cheap. Again, I, I was just surprised in general that um, LA was plus money at home here tonight. 
So as intriguing as it would be to go back to Flurry, because Flurry has been awesome this year and Vegas has been really good at home, we saw that Minnesota can definitely score goals in bunches. So that's one game that I'll probably avoid from the goaltender side. Like you said, Cam Talbot don't have any interest in that. But yeah, my eyes shoot right to those LA goalies for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's the play. And I'm, I'm trying to find a second one that I love. And honestly, I don't really... I mean, Rant is going to get the call here. I think that game could be low scoring, but... I'm not totally into Ranta. Looks like Kemper is ruled out, so he's not gonna he's not gonna get the call. I mean, Toronto. I don't want to go chasing there, but Hutchinson at seven eight is is decent on the other side. You want to go completely against the grain, Mike Smith at seven nine, but it's it's not for me. I think maybe we just target LA goalies. Always ask Matty what he's what he's feeling tonight. Matt, what what do you think, man? What's your DFS uh, calls here for goalies? I think I might just go towards Johnny Quick or Cal Peterson, whoever's playing there. Um, and then if you want to feel safe, I think Grubauer is the play, but I'm not opposed to taking a stab at John Gibson. That just feels like if I'm building lineups and I go, oh, I have too much and I need to shed somewhere, I, I don't feel bad going to Gibson here. Even if he doesn't pick up the win, he's going to face a lot of shots because the Anaheim defense is uh, not great. So I'm always on board with taking goalies who face volume shooters and it's just worrying in that sense, too, because like you were talking about with um, Hoffman's ice time, are we going to see Hoffman come out and play more than 12 or 13 minutes? So my Gibson getting face a lot of shots strategy comes to fruition, or are we going to get another side? I think that's a play that I'll go to more in GPPs compared to cash games. Cash games, give me the safe plays. Give me a guy like Grubauer. Yeah, I, I do think the Avs get the dub. Um yeah, Gibson, I have no problem with going to Gibson at 7K. I mean, you know, even rattling off some of the games that he's had against the Blues. At, at that price, or 7K, I mean, it doesn't take much for him to return value. And I don't know if people will go to him. I was just looking at, I didn't know he's been as bad as what he has been over the past few. I mean, he hasn't topped eight DK points in, in six straight games. He's been sub eight in eight of 10. So he could be a bit of a contrarian play here tonight, and it doesn't take much. I mean, he's he's such a stud. He can steal the game and get you the win would be a bonus, but he can get you that save bonus. And at 7K, it allows you to do a lot with your lineup. All right, Matt, if you've Anaheim, got uh, – If Anaheim does that? win their right, if Anaheim does win their right, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It likely doesn't do a shootout. So you're looking at a 2-1 game, maybe a 3-2 game if Anaheim is able to pull it off. So like Matt said, you're, you're probably not chasing this in cash games. That that just doesn't make sense. But GPPs, I mean, why not? Sometimes that's the outlier play that you need to really shoot you to the top is let's just take a low-priced goalie here, stack up our lineup with a bunch of studs, and then just hope that the goaltender can pull it off. Hopefully face 34-plus shots so they can get that DraftKings bonus there as well. But yeah, I mean, if Anaheim is able to pull it off, you're probably looking at a pretty low-scoring game. Yeah, for sure. Matt, how did Monday go? So <laughs> we had the abs. I know that you gave out uh, you gave out five plays, and you went yeah, two for four because you got a push. Um, oh, so Vegas, you got Winnipeg, you missed St. Louis, you got Colorado puck line, you missed, and then Calgary, Ottawa. What we gave out on the show, the over under was six, and that pushed. Yeah. So that brings you that to cam. 60 for 99. I, I saw that cam. Uh, he was sweating that out. I think he had the, I don't know. I think he had the under and he must've got it a little bit early, 
but he was he was a happy boy. Uh, Campbell will be back on Friday. Griff, what do you think, man? What's the play? Give a couple plays. You got some? Yeah, lock me in for uh, that LA Kings money line at plus 102. I think that's probably my favorite bet here on the slate. Like I mentioned, there's a couple shot props that are floating out there. I do like the over on Dustin Brown. I do like the over on David Perrone. And then if there's another one that I'm going to have to pick here, I mean, why not? Let's, you know, take the over in that Capitals and Bruins game. Like I said, both teams have at least three goals per game or at least averaging that. A lot of firepower on both of those teams. Um, yeah, if there's a second pick of mine, I'll take the over there with the Capitals and Bruins. It's hitting both games already so far this year. All right, so let's see if we can get on a bit of a run here. Yesterday was decent, uh, but wasn't on the show yesterday, so we got to come up with some picks here. Uh, I'm with you on the Kings. I like the Kings. I like St. Louis, Vegas. I'm going. I'm gonna go back to the Colorado puck line. I'm going back there. I'm a sucker for punishment. Washington and Boston over. I think if you just do it like a three sides, like three game parlay, would be Vegas, LA, and St. Louis. And then the total Washington, Boston, the over. And then maybe if you just wanted to do some two parlays, you get Colorado and Vegas in there, Colorado, St. Louis, um, you know, maybe not just not on the money line because it's juiced up so much, but maybe puck line just to get, I just think they bounce back. I, I can't see them losing. Those kids are going to take it out on San Jose for the shot props. You mentioned them all I'll just add uh Ranton. I don't know if you said Ranton or not, but we have Ranton in two and a half minus minus one fifty, and Patch ready three and a half minus minus one fifty five. Yesterday I put in six anytime or first time goals in the FTN discord chat. Five of them scored. We had two first times. So let's try this again to see if we can get lucky again. I think um, not breaking any news. Some of these guys are studs, but pasta Peron, Patch ready, Kopitar, Rantanen, and Nugent Hopkins. Those are guys that I think will at least score some goals tonight. So again, Pasta, Nugent Hopkins, Perron, Pacioretty, Kopitar, and Ran. And there's a lot there. You can have some fun, mix it up. Um, anytime goals, probably the way to go. Uh, but you can have some fun there with first-time goals. I think there's some decent value there on Nugent Hopkins. All right, Griff, always a pleasure, man. Um, good stuff. Where can people check out uh, your work? You're always doing videos here on the Mayo Media Network. Yeah, yeah. Monday through Friday, posting one uh, Griff Dog DFS YouTube channel. And then on Saturday, I'm actually making a video uh, for Pat and his team at the Mayo Media Network. So you can catch Monday through Saturday, posting an NHL DFS video. And then uh, Twitter at Griff Dog DFS, D O double G, shout out Snoop. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can catch me. Snoop a loop. All right. Shout out to Maddie as well. He's on the Mayo Media Network on weekends with all kinds of great picks as well. Prizepicks.com. Check them out. Use that promo code MMN. I'm Chris Meany. Good luck tonight. Talk to you on Friday. Cheers. Mm-hmm.